Before we get started with this episode of Cheap Heat, don't forget to check out my man, all right? Pablo Torre holding down the ESPN Daily. Big episode, okay? Um, Dr. Fauci, all the latest insights on the coronavirus outbreak and baseball, what he thinks about the season, and so much more. What he thinks the NFL should do, a bubble, what's going to go on. It's the ESPN Daily. Listen and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Yes, sir, we promised you a great man. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the world's number one sports and recreation podcast. Cheap Heat. Uh, Stack Guy Greg, the physically large. Oh, yeah. Coming from Philadelphia. I was going to say in the building, but we're not in the same building. So I guess in a building. You're in a building. Yeah. It's not the building, but it's a building. It's a building, yeah. Um, And I am in a building, a.k.a. my parents' house being the building today. In Maryland, came down here, been hanging out for a little while. Um, shout out to everyone who sent such lovely uh, birthday wishes. We have a big oh, mailbag yes. today to get to as a result um, of our lovely audience. So we'll uh, we'll we'll get to some big mailbag. SGG, anything new in your world? Um, no, man, just relaxing, like you. You know, I saw you have you have officially delayed the nuptials. I have, I have. SGG. A lot of people don't know this. SGG is a lot like Vince McMahon, more than you thought, <laughs> or maybe, or maybe Crystal is. They were they 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 had some Vince McMahon. They were holding on for. It was like hanging on to the WrestleMania plans. <laughs> yeah, holding off for dear life. We had hope. We they had, had hope. hope. Yeah, did you pick? Did you pick a um a future date yet, or it's too TBD? Yeah, TBD right now. But we will pick a future date. Same venue. Just a future date. Was it was it ultimately relieving once you made the call? Um, yeah, a little bit, a little bit, because now we got, but now we have to work with like getting a new date and then switching over the room block to the new date and then making sure that everything is seamless in that regard. So that's been a little bit annoying, but you know, you might as well just wait on the date though until things start to clear. Otherwise, you could end up doing it again. Who knows? Well, hopefully not. Don't don't put that in the air. Don't let's let's not not even put that in the air. Even, we're thinking I, about like a year from when we were supposed to do it. So we're thinking like November twenty twenty one. Which I which don't get me wrong. I think that's pretty safe. Um, I think it's pretty safe. I guess you know. Uh, in retrospect, I don't know. I mean, I think everyone who's gone through a wedding has different views on it. When you look back at the at said wedding, because as you approach the wedding, there are so many things like. It, it, ha- it, it holds a certain significance. And don't get me wrong, 
it's significant, but there's something about the planning part of it where it becomes so significant. And then once you're into the marriage, it's significance changes. So it's like, it's, 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 it's a hard time to navigate through. I think November will be good regardless. I, I, I encourage all people who have the opportunity to use this as an excuse to dead everything, save the money, <laughs> and have dinner at a restaurant and call it a day. That's my <laughs> biggest advice. But um, either way, it's a bummer that it happened, but at least you don't have to sit there with people asking you over and over again now what's happening. Yeah. And also, too, like, we won't be getting married like a week after the election. So, by the way, that was a major risk you were taking in the, yo, man, you live on the edge, SUG. I t- I'll tell you what, SUG. Yo, YOLO, you only got one, you know what I'm saying? I, I mean, by the way, we need to change your name, by the way, from the physically large to the contortionist to also the vacation king. I mean, this is a man who goes no, on many I, vacations. I would like to be the vacation king, but I'm going to bow down to Zach Linder on this one. Well, yes, Linder is number one, but you are number two. I mean, your trip, you had an international bachelor party and an international wedding. Yep. You are you are plus how many times you've been to Europe in the last couple of years? <sighs> a lot. Took you time. You don't even have an answer yet. I don't. I mean, I guess three. Yo, man. But then we did like multiple countries, but we need to have SGG versus Zach Linder in a vacation match. I would lose. I would lose. I know I would lose. I mean, he takes more trips, close. but I think you take longer trips. Yeah, possibly. But he takes very frequent trips. I mean, he couldn't believe. Zach couldn't believe. And by the way, I don't know if you know this. Zach used to work at .com. <laughs> um, but he, he, he was freaking out because he hadn't taken a trip for a long time. Speaking of which, by the way, I'm very excited. I just locked in a, um, I locked in a little week away in, in Montauk for September. Oh. Never been there. Heard good things. I haven't either. I've heard good things too, though. Yeah, it seems like a lot of people who don't like the snobbiness of the Hamptons seem to like Montauk. <laughs> that's that's like at least the tone I seem to get. Right. From. But see, it's going to probably be Hamptons soon, though, if people keep like, if the word keeps getting out. Well, yeah, Ebro told me he's been going there for years, but that it has gotten more. But to be honest, the vibe of the place is pretty insignificant this year. It's really just about having a house. You know, I'm yeah. not, I'm, it's not like I'm going to be in town kicking it with people. Yeah, there is no vibe. It's just like nah, there's I just but there's a pool and a basketball court, so hold up. All right. Oh, okay. All I really wanted was a place with a pool. Like I need at least one week out of this five month period to like relax and jump in a pool and barbecue. Like I I I just I think for our mental health, I know this is I hate whenever we have this conversation, I feel like such a first world D nozzle. <laughs> but I feel that most people in the cheap heat universe appreciate a vacation. I think that's normal. Yeah. 100%. I mean, listen, we're talking to Vacation King. No, I'm the prince. The prince. I cannot take that title from Well, so then you guys, should have a, you guys should have a match for the title. I'll do that. Um, I'll, I'll fight dirty, so I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a good name for this match because Hell in a Cell doesn't make sense. Um, insane on a plane. Um, an insane on a plane match? No, some, no. Some plane tickets on a pole match. <laughs> Airline tickets on a pole match? <laughs> yeah. Rage. Uh, anyways, Flight tickets on a pole match. Um. Anyways, SGG, what is going on outside the ring this week? Um, the big thing that I saw from outside the ring. Well, AEW snatched up some 
former WWE talent too. We can get to that. Okay. Zack Ryder and um, Arion. She former Funkadactyl Cameron popped up on AEW last night. Oh, really? Yeah. Zack Ryder oh. under the name Matt Cardona. Yep. That's his name, I believe right? it's his name. That's right. And former Funkadactyl Cameron, who I'm not sure what ring name she's using right now, but they both popped up on uh, AEW last night. I did not expect, and I didn't finish AEW, so I did not expect today you would be telling me there was a Funkadactyl sighting. There was a Funkadactyl sighting on AEW. Curiously, she didn't show up next to the Luchasaurus, but she's going to be there. Apparently teaming with uh, Nyla Rose in the, the AEW Women's Tag Team Tournament that they announced. Um, Luchasaurus and a Funkadactyl. Now, that would be something. <laughs> yeah, that should have been, that been I, the move. But what? For some reason, and this is probably biased based on her not-so-impressive performance on Tough Enough back in the day. Mm-hmm. I'm surprised. I, I kind of assume she was done with wrestling. Yeah. I Didn't mean, you? I did. I did. Or at least like in the role of wrestler. Mm-hmm. Right, you know, she could have been a manager, ring announcer. You know, put her behind the announce table, see what she can do there. But the in-ring stuff, I didn't think was going to be working out. Mm-mm. Well, all right then. And um, by the way, Matt Cardona, Zach Ryder, looked giant. Yeah, he like they made him look like. Kevin Nash. <laughs> yeah, he came in there. He came in there knocking people out and jacked up, and he's big, yeah, relative to a lot of people. Yeah, which is crazy because he's like a small guy in WWE, but then he, over there he looks like yeah, he when looks also, like a seven foot. I actually think, though, this will be fascinating because ultimately, depending on how he's booked, we can finally find out if he's really good, to be honest with you. Yeah, but the but the at this point the answer may be that he might not be. Because you don't want you don't want to get well, at this stage in his career? Now. Right. Oh, like it's too late for him to get the opportunity now, you're saying. Right. Because you don't want him to like end up looking like Sean Spears. No disrespect, but like he's a guy who pe- he jumped to AEW right away. You know, people were excited about him and then he hasn't moved the needle at all. That's a that's a fair point. Um, this could be this should be very very interesting, very yeah. very interesting. Um, what your prediction is? It's not. It doesn't turn into anything. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's going to be nice for him to get like a paycheck. He'll probably get on TV more. Um, but as far as like him being on being the elite. And being super popular and using the internet to boost himself to to heights where he was in WWE, I think that ship might might sail. That ship might sail. Yeah, I don't think I don't think he's gonna be able to get that done. I'm hopeful, SGG. I'm trying to be positive here. Maybe, maybe, maybe we see him on the mic with a different character and it and it comes off. I mean, he's been you, you know, that's one of the things people always complain about with WWE, right? People get put in one spot, they're pigeonholed, they're, you know. We, we don't get to see who their real character is. They're capable of so much more. So, you know, maybe we'll see more from him. Great dude, yeah, by hopefully. the way. And I thought he, and I and don't get me wrong. I think him and Zack Ryder served a purpose. And, Kurt Hawkins. 
Sorry, I said him and Zack Ryder. He is Zack Ryder. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins served a purpose um, and and made, I thought, good tag team champs. Zack, of course, was an IC champ, won a ladder match. Um, you know what I'm saying? So he's he's had his his moments, no doubt about it. But we'll see what he's capable of. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, like, when they get the crowd back, he can connect with the crowd and then use that fan support to ride, like, a wave of of love that takes him, takes him to the top. But again, you think about a guy like Sean Spears who didn't happen for him. And that 10 count was, was over. So maybe the chant was over and was. he wasn't. Maybe that woo, woo, woo was over and Zack Ryder necessarily isn't. You know it. We'll see. But right, what else the, other, the other big thing, um, we touched on it last week a little bit. Adam Cole and Pat McAfee. Mm-hmm. Got into a little bit of a Kerfuff. verbal spat, if you will, mm-hmm. on Pat McAfee's podcast because he just kept uh, needling and needling uh, Adam Cole to the point where Adam Cole finally got fed up after he called him, uh, after Pat McAfee called him like a small guy and said that he might not be able to do much uh, without Undisputed Era. Yep, and he, and he, and he also said he's. He also said he was a far cry from Shawn Michaels. Yeah, yep. And Adam Cole finally got fed up and let the F-bombs fly. The performance was so convincing that that dip questioned whether or not it was a I mean, listen, in all fairness, it doesn't take much. Dip will dip, dip and I will watch a, a, a match from 1987. He'll be like, dude, we'll see a sleeper hold. Is he, is he asleep? Is he really asleep? I mean, dip... Dip walks right up to the line. <laughs> I thought it was a fun performance, like we said last week. I thought the F-bombs were a nice touch. Yeah. So we'll see. And then, you know, in the aftermath of that, Triple H invited uh, McAfee down to Orlando. Uh, Adam Cole apologized. But, you know, we'll see what comes of this. They're definitely playing with the, the reality of it. So we'll see. Speaking of Dip, we got to get to some dip. There's some. There's there is some negative mail in the mailbag for dip this week. Oh, uh, I haven't even told him yet. So dip crossed the line, I guess. <laughs> that's it's unfortunately it's super early. Otherwise, I'd try to get him up. But out there, I'll see. I doubt he's awake. But it's like um, six a.m. Right, six thirty. Yeah, but you know he's a bad sleeper, so you never know. I'll try him. But anyways. So I know Pat McAfee was invited by Triple H um, to go to NXT, but it didn't. Did it not happen on this week's show? I don't think it happened. I didn't get that deep into this week's episode, but judging from the response on it, I don't think it happened. I don't think we saw anything new on that front. Which hey, they got they got some time until Takeover Thirty. So I'm seeing here Rhea Ripley uh, reveals new blonde dew on NXT. Okay. That's not exactly news, but it's news. That, well, I mean, listen, how much we talk about Bailey's hair? Well, let's see the do. Is it a, is it a Karen? Oh no, she looks the exact same. She just made it super blonde instead of like it was kind of it was sort of dirty oh, blonde. Yeah, it's not that big a difference. So um, not news. It's just blonde. Yeah, no, that's not like news. you said. Even us, we're, we're we're scraping for something for the news segment. So I mean. Well, I mean, you're, you're, so far you're leaving out a pretty big piece. I wonder if you're getting there yet. Well, I'll throw it to you then. Let's see what. I mean, Kyrie Sane is done with WWE. 
Oh, yes. You forgot about that one, huh? I did. You I know, did. the person who we talk about all the time. Um, she's been a tag team champion. Uh, maybe NXT has the best elbow champion. ever. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah, the reports were coming out um, that maybe she might be done. And then she popped up on Raw, so it was looking like, you did, you know, you never know. Could have been one of those things. But then uh, she made a post on social media that seemed to to be a, a goodbye to the WWE Universe. And then followed up with a post by Triple H on Instagram thanking her and commending her. So, yeah. Um, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty disappointed by this. I mean, do what you got to do and live your life. Um, but from just a fan standpoint, a um, bit of a bummer. This, to me, felt like the very beginning for Kyrie yeah. Sane. Like, I didn't even think we'd even gotten close to what seeing what she was capable of. Um, truly, I think the insane elbow is one of my all-time favorite finishes. Um, and, you know, you, you know we, as we've talked about, I have not been in love with the Oscar character recently, and I think the, the Kyrie Sane piece of that has been what's made it better honestly i think she's been the better part of that at least from a character standpoint um as much as i hate the like put two japanese people in together and call them a tag team or like you know that worked cringy name and all they they worked well together but but the 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 it was slightly cringy however the kabuki part of it i like the throwback of it i thought that was cool um some homage to the past at least um but but, you know listen um i just thought from i just wanted to see what her have a run on her own honestly like i I, we hadn't even gotten to her having a singles run on the main roster yeah it's true so this was like very very early how old is she in her like 31 31 but yeah she's she's reportedly going back to japan to live her life yeah maybe she'll come back one day but anyway she did have a great run um too short but really really good it was too short but it was really impactful and yeah it looks like they just ran a recap package of the uh mcafee cole thing and then showed uh, a screen grab it looks like of the apology from uh, Adam Cole. Not that Pat McAfee was owed an apology, but I guess, you know, politics. So do, do we actually think we're getting a match from this? And what, if so, what is your prediction? We probably will. And I'm predicting that Pat is going to get way too much offense in given like where he is in his in-ring career, which should be like, like he should go in and get beat up like period. Did we even know that Pat McAfee was training? Um, I did not. I definitely saw he posted having a ring at some point on social media. And then he referenced in the interview with Adam Cole, something about the ring that he's training in. Yeah. Which is nice, but Great to hear. Good for you. Hobbies, <laughs> yeah. hobbies are fun. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You 
And listen, I'm sure Pat's a really good athlete in spite of the fact that, you know, he's a punter and it makes you think he's not, you know, the same as a wide receiver or a, a tight end or something. He is still, I'm, he, I mean, he made it to the highest level in a sport. I'm sure he's a great athlete, um, but he's in his thirties. Yeah, exactly. And football players, even though they make good wrestlers, like, well, do they make good wrestlers? Yeah, right. Roman Reigns, historically, right? People come over from football. So Roman, like, great. Brian Pillman, great. Jim Neidhart was a good wrestler. Yep. Um, Who else? I think was Ernie Ladd a football player, right? I think Ernie so. Ladd. There, there are plenty. There's a lot of football players turned wrestlers. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Yes, not good. As, not as yeah. And by the way, if 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 Pat McAfee trains to be as good a wrestler as Hacksaw Jim Duggan, I, I'm not impressed. No, but also like he, like I said, he shouldn't get too much offense in. He should go in there, get his head kicked in, and then uh, let that be that. Or does it end up being that Pat McAfee heals off on Adam Cole? Someone else comes in with him, and he manages or something. Nah, I would because then that would make Cole the babyface. It's just hard for me to picture Pat McAfee as a babyface. Yeah, he's not Pat a babyface personality-wise. He's no. just not. Nope. Like the jorts and, and all of that, like. Well, the refusal to wear sleeves. Yeah, he might be a nice guy, but. No, I think in real life he's a baby face, but on yeah, the on, presentation. When he's on a microphone, he is not. <laughs> he's a really nice dude, but once he's on a mic, yeah, it just doesn't. Come. And listen, I, I've accepted that for whatever reason. When I'm on a mic in WWE, most people hate me, don't like me. <laughs> And then in real life, they meet me, and I don't come off that way. So there is something about your your shtick. It's because they don't know about your work on the indies. Yeah, they don't. They don't respect it. These people they don't understand what it's like to to call thirteen matches over the course of four and a half hours and not get paid. They don't get paid thirty five dollars. That's crazy. You didn't even get um, a hot dog and a handshake, huh? I think I had to pay for the hot dog usually. Um, <laughs> oh my you know, I got an occasional handshake. So sure, okay. Uh, anything else outside the ring, SUG? No, that was it for outside the ring. Um, inside the ring, you must be happy. Sasha Banks is officially champion now. Yes, yes. Though at the finish was weird, though. It certainly was. I I don't know how much I can praise that finish because I mean, I get it. Kyrie's crying out for her friend, and then like it makes Oscar look like a huge baby face that in the middle of a match that she has under control. She's even conflicted about taking the three seconds or whatever it would be to just like end Sasha and keep a championship. And she just like abandoned the belt to go help Kyrie. So real quick, SUG, just a recap on this great Asuka title run that you've been so into. It started with her being handed a briefcase with the title mm-hmm. and ended with her walking out mid-match to help a friend and lose the title. Yeah, that's just the bread, though. That's just the bread. The that's meat the bread. of the run, the meat of the run were these great matches, two first two matches with Sasha Banks, the, her only two singles matches with Sasha Banks, which, you know, bad finishes aside, were really great matches. I'm just saying, in terms of respect for the character, for one of the most badass wrestlers on the roster, mm-hmm. that character, the respect for that character was being handed the title that she didn't earn in that moment and no, then no, no, no. Be- no 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 
She did earn the she, she won the, the money in the bank match and she, she, she won the money in the bank match that was secretly for the women's title. Mm. Mm. It she wasn't secretly the, for the title. It was just for the briefcase. And instead of cashing the in the briefcase, she was handed match. the title. She won the money in the bank. And what is money in the, the bank? Title by what does the money in the bank give you? A championship opportunity. And and, and when she opened the briefcase, uh, at the, that night when she got the briefcase, was the title in the briefcase? We don't know because she didn't open it. But I, I, be- I believe that when the title was presented the next day, it was put into a briefcase. Don't think it would have been a heavier briefcase. Remember well, the way she- did you uh, did you did you weigh the briefcase? Actually, real quick. Didn't she just catch the briefcase in the first place? No, no, that was Otis. Oh, that was Otis. Okay, I let me not confuse. Otis caught the briefcase. She at least went up and grabbed it. Yeah, and okay. oh, and Otis's briefcase not secretly for a championship, so it was a little bit lighter than Oscar's briefcase. That may be it. That may be it. But I'm just saying, I will stick with it. Um, I, I was willing to go back on the Bailey stuff a bit, and and I think I overstated that. I'm standing by that this Oscar, it's okay. It's not the most that could be done with Oscar. But here's the other thing, too. I mean, listen, Oscar winning the Money in the Bank match in and of itself, an accomplishment, right? Mm-hmm. How she got the championship says less about Oscar and more about like the state of WWE boosting Becky Lynch so high that it came to a point where she couldn't lose it. So, all right, Becky didn't lose it. Oscar was handed the championship. There's a debate about whether Oscar would have taken the championship anyway. But her being handed the championship certainly doesn't make her any look any weaker because she just won the Money in the Bank match. And then the problem with the Asuka-Sasha matches is that, you know, for better or for worse, these are the top three women in the company right now. Bailey, Asuka, Sasha. Agreed. And so I think they went with that old school mentality of we need both of these women to look strong. How do we get there? Neither one of them can submit. Neither one of them can take the pin. So we need some type of schmas to move things around. And then that's where things get hit or missed, right? You try to make them both look strong. And then, yeah, nobody can say they lost. Nobody can say they were pinned. Nobody can say they tapped out. But you get these clunky finishes like Bailey suddenly being a ref. Or Oscar, you know, abandoning the championship to help out her best friend. Yeah, I mean, listen, I still think it could have been slightly better than that, but hey, it is what it is. Um, and so now Sasha is your champion. Yes. Now MVP now, MVP is still not officially U.S. champion, correct? No, he's not. I don't know he's what not. the hell's going Apollo on there. Cruz is still missing. Um, I did. I did really enjoy our uh, truth calling Mustafa Ali Mufasa. <laughs> yeah, I legit popped for that. Um, yeah. Uh, so Mustafa Ali got his full name back. Shout out to him. Yeah, there you go. Way better. Well, it's just Ali for a little bit. Way better is Mustafa Ali. I, I like yeah. that name a lot. Um, he's awesome, by the way. He's just great. Um, biggest other note from Raw, would you say, is that Randy Orton now firmly has his sights set on Drew McIntyre? Yeah, which I like. I mean, I wasn't looking forward to another Dolph Drew thing going into summer like he just been handled let's let's move him to the side let's let's get drew mcintyre onto to a bigger fish and and by the way let's have that big fish 
who's having maybe the last great run he'll have, mm-hmm. I think he should take the title from him at SummerSlam and run with that thing to WrestleMania. How about that? Yeah. I'm I think this that. is time. Orton is at an age and 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 look in his career where it's still credible. It's totally legit that he's heavyweight champion. Totally legit still. Yeah. Um, it's not one of those times you're like, oh, really? Like he would still it would no question it would make sense for him to be champion. And I think it would open the door for a lot of fun things. And then by the way, you could end up getting an edge return next WrestleMania for the title could be a moment. Hmm. Or you could have or edge you, take the belt. What do you say? And then have Edge take the belt? I don't know. I don't know if I would do that. I, I I might it depends on where we are at that time. I don't you know, Edge might be at an age where you go, it doesn't make sense for him to do that, but they get to have that title match. Um right. but I think Randy should have one more run. You know, I there's no reason why not, especially with how good he is. And I'm not exactly sure that I've thought about what stories can exist there. I mean, I, I do think that regardless, you know, one of the places you really notice the odd place we're in and the lack of crowd is in these stories. It's like you have to get the exact right thing for it to feel like something. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't, without just like that sort of pop you get from an RKO because the crowd goes crazy, it's like it's a little bit more complicated. So the mm-hmm. Edge and Randy thing felt like something. But 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 Randy and Big Show did not feel like something. You think the Edge and Randy thing felt like something because of the history and because it started in front of a crowd, or just like I think mostly the history. The, it is nice that it started in front of the crowd, though. Yeah, but I think it's the history. I think there was actual meaning there. So I would ask you, what is left there for Randy that could still be like, oh, okay, let's let's see how this goes. Who yeah, is I left? Mean, who is left? I mean, there's not really anybody, but like you said, you give him the championship, then that freshes everything up. Well, yeah, and I'm still trying, but I wonder, you know, where where could where could you go? I mean, there are a lot of interesting things. Are we going to see? The word is now we are finally getting a Big E singles run. Yeah. Now, yeah, granted, he's on sounds. he's on SmackDown, of course, but you know, and how long is Kofi on the shelf for? Um, we don't know. I, we don't know. He just stepped away. Like they showed the, they showed him go through the table at Extreme Rules at the horror show at Extreme Rules, and then he pops up on SmackDown with his ribs taped up. They just visit the trainer, and he's just like, "Listen, man, I gotta, I gotta step away." But Xavier is gone. I gotta step away. You handle things. You do what you gotta do. So we don't know how long Kofi's out for. We don't know how long Xavier is on the shelf for, how much more long Xavier is on the shelf for. But, um, but yeah, Big E has the blessing and hopefully he goes on a tear. Um, do you think, do you think we'll actually get, and there was also, I saw an article this week too, about a, a scrapped heel run for Big E. When and why? No, it's just it was an idea that existed in the last couple of years. I think it would would have been more related to a turn within uh, within New Day. So he was like, broke. They would have broken up New Day. You don't do that. You have to break up New Day, bro. No, you don't. You do. You have to. You do not. Why would you not want to? Why would you? Why would you want to? Who has an Who's who of the greatest careers of all time? Mm-hmm. Never broke up and 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 had a solo run. 
they don't have to break up to have the solo run. He like Kofi had a solo run last year and knew they was intact. And then Big E was just given his blessing to have the solo run right now. Um, I don't think we need like a betrayal. You know, it's not real life, SGG. These are characters. No, this is real. No, it's not. Real. It's I need you yes. to know it's not real. And I've seen I've seen Biggie's license. His first name is Big. His last name is E. I do not believe that's true. This is <laughs> this is who he is. Uh, they, they I I, I, I you, well listen. You know I feel for me. Um, I think every great tag team star benefits so much from the breakup of the tag team. That's now listen. The Hart Foundation never had a breakup. Right. You know, but <laughs> Jim just kind of quietly like disappeared yeah. and popped back up again. Exactly. It, but I'll just say it is rare. What happened with Kofi was very rare. I'm not saying they couldn't do it again. Maybe you could, but I did just always think that the uh a breakup at some point would have made for because also what it does is see you're so busy being a I don't want to use the M word, but you are <laughs> so busy being an M word that you're not thinking about how how mage it would be for them. Well, here's the thing, right? Because there then is, they can main event. Then they can main event on their own. It's them there, main eventing. There is money in the breakup, but then it's just like how much money, right? Because there's so much money with them being made together. It's like, then, what is the trade Yeah, but SGG, guess what? There's money in the reunion. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I mean trip, Triple H and Sean had some moments against each other before DX reunions. Remember when Sean came back Mm -hmm. and they had the brutal matches in what? Oh three. Yeah. I mean, they were pretty awesome. Bloody crazed matches between Sean and Hunter. And then their legacy is still completely together. So you don't need to think about permanent breakup. Like you have a run where big, because I just want to see the most you can get from big E and we, we saw heel Big E when he was just Dolph's friend, but like yeah, he wasn't which, a character. Yeah. So we have seen now. Granted, I'm still interested to see what he runs like as a solo good guy. No doubt, I'm here for it. I want to see, but I would also be curious where his character could go. It's the same way I felt about Cena. Any of these guys who are incredible on the mic and super charismatic, you want to see what they could do because, generally speaking being a heel in some ways um, is easier and it gives you even more tools. Yeah. It's kind of hard to be a baby face constantly and be over, you know, whereas when you turn and you can start being nasty, especially with how funny Biggie is, if you're really funny, like that's one of the things about Cena that was disappointing. I wanted to see his humor turn on people. And instead of it's harder to be funny and be a good guy. That's why comedians work blue. <laughs> we'll see if it actually happens yeah i mean he's listen the singles run is definitely happening and who knows like you said maybe with them out of the way like kofi and uh xavier woods not around he could be a little bit more like nasty and heelish who knows but uh i i don't think we need to break up the new day just yet all Let's right let them rock a little bit more but then that's the you're bringing up the other question though Hmm. Does he go after AJ's Intercontinental Championship or does he go straight for the top and go for the Universal Championship? Hmm. 
I don't think he can jump right into the. Well, he could. He could. I don't think. He, I don't think he. Sh- I think I'd probably rather. I'd probably probably rather see him just have one good story first before we're talking about the big title picture. At least one. Because right now that's Braun, and yeah. is is Big E where he is right now as part of the New Day, instantly credible in a Braun feud. You know, I don't know. I think you want to see him dominate a little bit before you. I mean, Big E's big. Braun is a different type of thing altogether. Yeah. I mean, listen, Braun's survived a title. Uh, he, he survived with his title in a story against Bray. Bray is bigger than Big E. You think so? I mean, Bray, eh, yeah. I think Bray's bigger than Big E. I mean, um, actually, I wouldn't, I wouldn't mind seeing. Big E's seeing- more muscular. I, I, yeah, that's for sure. I wouldn't mind seeing Bray and Big E. Yeah, no, I wouldn't either. I, I think Big E, any of those guys, Big E, AJ, any anybody who has the championship on SmackDown, I wouldn't mind seeing Big E go up, go up against. Also, you know, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but if not, I'll say it. And I consider Big E a good friend, and I would, I would, I would be curious to have this conversation with him. I want to see Big E's gear change. Yeah, I mean the the one tweak that I would make is at least get him some knee pads. I know it's a small thing, but I don't know why I like. I would like to see him at least throw on some knee pads. <laughs> and I, is there another option for him besides the singlet? Like, I don't. Know. I mean, I think he looks good in the singlet. It's just the knee pads, though. Like that's the only thing that that bothers me. Just like. Because he had knee pads once, and I think they were in Japan. Well, listen, I know someone who will have strong opinions on this. <laughs> from all the way from Dipper Land Ranch in Los Angeles, Dipperstein, we're talking about uh, we're talking about a solo run for Big E, and we're asking what changes you would make to his gear. SGG says he wants to. S- yeah, I know. But I knew you'd love this subject. SGG wants to see him in knee pads. What are your thoughts? <laughs> I mean, he's busting out of his singlet. He's busting out, literally and figuratively. Um, he, uh, I, you know, I think uh, I would like to see him in pants. <laughs> I feel the same way. I would like pants. But you don't want Davy Boy Smith jeans, do you? Jeans would kill the whole thing. So you're saying tights, long tights? Yeah, I think uh, long tights. I think long tights and boots. See, I think that's why you go knee pads, though. Like that would break up all the all the thigh, calf, like all that leg action. But then, but then you're on. still wearing the singlet, and I just come on a change from the singlet. Just the full Andre. <laughs> He's Andre and Jace. No, he is Gargan. Yeah. But you know, I mean, singlet wise, he's worn a singlet his whole career. Basically, that's Andre and Jace. No, Andre different... didn't have the singlet the whole the whole time. Oh, that's true. Like, and, I'm sorry, late, late Andre. Late. He's Andre. Gonna have, yeah, here's yeah. the thing. He's gonna have to cover. He's gonna cover the torso. He's got to cover the torso. Always. Yeah. You think so? He's got. He's muscular uh, with the torso, like right. He's he got yeah. a chest. It's it's because of the chest. I'm trying to think it's of the, abs, the chest so, is so I don't big. Know. I don't think he has abs. I think he has huge pectoral muscles. I think he's. I think he has abs too, though. Didn't I there have been so. times he used to pull off the straps? 
Listen, there's one thing I know. He's a great guy. No, no, no. By the way, <laughs> normally there's a touch of sarcasm. In this case, he really is a great guy. He's I mean, great. he's legitimately the funniest thing about the New Day is they are legitimately. And I know, I know Xavier, the, the least of the three, though he's a great guy also. Kofi and Big E are legitimately the two nicest human beings on planet Earth. I mean, they're one and two. One and one A. I don't even know which way they go. Xavier's up there as well. <laughs> and Xavier's right in the conversation. Don't get me wrong. He's incredible. <laughs> a group of great guys. <laughs> By the way, what's the chance they could change their, the name from the New Day to the great guys? I like that idea. I, I'll, I have to speak to Mike Notarelli, who invented them originally. Yeah. That they Anyway, so we'll see. Uh, dip one more thing before we get to the mailbag where you are just under attack this week. Oh. I'm hearing you began crushed in the mailbag. It's a nice change we'll for see. SGG. SGG is celebrating this. Oh, moment. yeah. Welcome to the club. Welcome to the club. <laughs> we'll see. Now, uh, before that, anyone that you would excite you to see if Randy Orton takes the title from Drew McIntyre, as I think he should at SummerSlam, anyone excite you at this stage to see with uh, Randy Orton? No. Not a soul. What? I mean, I woke up at six fifty in the morning, so you know, I'm, I'm a little. No, a it's little tough. Foggy. It was ten minutes, and and, and uh, there was <laughs> earthquakes this morning so far. I don't know. Oh, so did you wake up from the earthquake? Yeah. <laughs> you know what's worse? You know what I heard's coming next? A typhoon. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> what typhoon? A typhoon. <laughs> yeah, there was an aftershock as well. Oh, really? A hundred percent. By the way, Earth. If Earthquake had a son in wrestling, could he be named Aftershock? Well, if you remember, yeah. if you remember when Earthquake used to do the big, the oh, mm-hmm. he the, the, he used to do it again after the bell, and it was called and and Jesse Jesse the body used to say and there and there's the Aftershock. All right, that's <laughs> right. They, that's a great point. Um, All right. Who who should face Randy Orton? Yeah. Oh my. I, I, Honestly, I, I'm repeating my take from last week. The person who I would most like to see face Randy Orton for the title is Adam Cole. Hmm. I'm not. I thought about that. What about Matt Riddle? I wrong show, though. Yeah, why not? Sure. Yeah. Right oh now, yeah, wrong show. Any, hmm. I'll put it this way: anything interesting and new would be great. Okay, but here's the thing: I don't care who faces him. If there's no story, I don't care about it. Right. There needs to be a story associated with the feud. I get that. I guarantee you what we would get very quickly somehow, even though they're currently both bad guys, would be we'd get Randy and Bobby Lashley. That's that would happen for sure. Oh, and, oh, perfect. That, that, that's it. Oh, that's that's gonna make the ratings spike. <laughs> At least you could have MVP. Listen, what, MVP on the mic? Yeah, I'll there take you go. It. Oh boy. Okay. Here we D- by the way, dip is not very high so let's get to some of the dipperstein mail right now <laughs> there is a lot um we'll get to the mailbag um Let me jump in the mailbag so i can so i can read along with these i can't wait to turn heel to this I think week. They, i think the crowd turned you last week by the way i got texts and emails and messages i got a telegram in the mail you got a telegram me, i got a telegram i got a telegram telling me how great you did not get a telegram <laughs> yes and the mailbag does not agree Mm, okay marks let's start with uh, please i just said i called it earlier the m word you just come out and say it wow 
All right, here's Chris. M- 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 mail. MJF used it freely last night on a. Well, that, that that's a problem I have with. That's one problem. You, how can you of all people? You of all people lived in a kayfabe only world. You can't appreciate that. It, he was great. But that's breaking kayfabe was, only. Dynamite was great last night. By the way, were you excited to see Cameron return? <laughs> no, I was excited to see Zack Ryder. Excited to Jay's? Confirm. All right. Hey, Pete and Tony Statlas. I want to start this email off saying Dip is great. He's an enjoyable part of the show, and I use his catchphrases all the time galore. But I have to ask, does he have bad wrestling takes? He works himself up into a Skip Bayless-level furor. I think he meant Dip Bayless. Oh, Dip Bayless. I think think he meant meant to say. I think he meant fervor, not furor, but okay. We'd hope so. Yeah, I don't think he became Hitler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, a Skip Bayless-level fervor over Raw, SmackDown, or NXT, not telling any good stories, and doesn't offer any concrete points to back up his claims. I think a contrarian viewpoint is important, but for a guy who constantly <laughs> sings the praises of the warlord, Hercules, Hercules and Barbarian, gotta take his critiques with a grain of salt. I might lose some cheap heat points with this email, but stay mage, guys. I love the podcast. PSSGG, 90 Day Fiance is great. Well, it's great. You let lost me the just points des- there. Let me just destroy that immediately, okay? All right? I'm with Chris. The reason why I like Warlord and Barbarian, Powers of Pain, is because they look like wrestlers, okay? They have face paint. They have awesome gear. They're powerful. They're muscular. Yeah, what's the They're story with the face paint? Huh? What's the story with with the? With... Okay. What was the story with Powers of Pain? Uh, the double turn with with Mister Fuji at Survivor Series between Demolition and him back then that was a real storyline that mattered. It created a real feud. I mean, that what that's, I, that's easy. Uh, SUG. You have to admit that's a that's a succinct response. That's a uh, solid. Hercules, it... I, never, I I don't I don't claim to love Hercules. I claim to talk about Hercules. I think had the quickest physical <laughs> downfall in the history of wrestling from not, 1987 to 1991. Not to mention some of the best back knee in the business. The, the back knee was on fleek. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I mean, this was way before Differin Gel came out. No, by the way, the next email, in order, Dip has lost his mind. Ernest writes, What's up, Sweet Pea and Sir Gregory the Wise? I am a day one peckerhead and indeed with a life. In fact, I'm an elementary school principal, so you know how crazy my world is right now. With that being said, I had to drop everything and write my first ever email to the podcast due to the ridiculous and factually incorrect slander that Dip was spewing last week with regards to Sasha Banks. No storyline? Dip claims to be a wrestling historian, but can't recognize the brilliance of the slow burn storyline of the eventual Sasha and Bailey split. I've been watching wrestling for 35 years and can appreciate a a slow storyline building rather than the hotshot storylines that we normally get. What sent me over the edge was that Dip referenced the Jeff Hardy storyline as being good. Did he see some of those segments? Urine to the face? He criticized how Sasha Banks pronounces her words. Has he heard a Jeff Hardy promo? Also, he tried to blame Sasha and Bailey for the poor ratings, but with a little bit of research, he would have realized that one of the few times NXT beat AEW was a Sasha match. 
Also, this Daily past well. Monday, also this past Monday night on Raw, the ratings dipped in the third hour once Sasha was done with her match. Please dip. You are better than that. Now I have to go back to figuring out how to open my school. <laughs> Stay made and thank the both of you for the weekly break from reality. Clink. I don't mean to laugh, but him having to figure out how to open his school is slightly depressing. Uh, well, sometimes we have to laugh. I have to figure out how to open a school. It's just yeah. it's a horrifying state of affairs. Now, Dip, that was an email with, with factual evidence. Um, he really makes a good argument about complimenting Jeff, but but annihilating Sasha's talking. Neither of them we are, are, are Stone Cold Steve Austin or The Rock, but they are probably in a similar category. And he does make the point that, you know, the Jeff Hardy Sheamus story, while there's something there, it is very basic. How about the clink? I said it was basic last week. I said, while I, I don't necessarily think it's good, at least it's a story. The Sasha Banks Bailey story. Look, I, I, by the way, he's, he clearly listened, but listened to Jace. Because <laughs> what I said last week is, and SBG said, can't you appreciate the slow burn? I said, yes, I can appreciate the slow burn when the two of them will eventually become be, feud, okay? It'll probably be uninteresting and terrible. But <laughs> wow. I, I understand the slow burn, and I, I get that. But it's, it's just not good. There's no reason for them to dislike each other. Yet. Yet. Okay? And, but they'll, they'll come up with something. Oh, you were in my shadow. Oh, you know, you always tried to steal the spotlight. Some, some, some basic crap, I'm sure, will be the reason for it. Well, listen, there's two ways it could go, right? They could either um, help each other. They could either help each other out to the point where one of them costs the other one their women's championship, sure that's and that leads to the full disintegration of the teams. Or it could end up being like a divide-and-conquer thing with the rest of the women's roster where they take the tag team titles off of them and then separate them. One ends up on SmackDown. The other one ends up on Raw. And then they have to fend for themselves, and then they still end up blaming each other for their eventual downfall. Because like whoever cost oh, them the tag title, a terrible idea. Whoever cost them the tag titles, you know, that's going to be it. But it's one of the two. They're definitely going to end up feuding at some point. Here's the thing, guys. Let me let me let me alter this a little bit. Yeah, I understand the slow burn. I understand the focus on them. I understand. Some people may like it, and I can see why. If we put the two of them in acting class, I'm, and I'm not joking about this, if you put them into acting, promo, whatever class, and they learned how to be better on the mic, and what they said sounded believable and real, and not literally like they were looking at their palm of their hand and reading off of it, like like first time, like like they're in an audition in in, in you know, then it would be more interesting. But they're so bad on the mic and they sound so robotic and so contrived. But so does, but Jeff it, does too. I mean, Jeff's I know, I know for sure. It, it, but it, it's just impossible for me to take it seriously. It's, it sounds ridiculous. The whole thing sounds crazy. Let's move on to another email here. Also about dip. <laughs> it says, what a great episode. This is the cardiac kid writes us, teach dip the Canadian destroyer. Sweet P and S G G. Long time, hundredth time listening to the pod. Uh, sorry, long time, hundredth time. He has written quite a bit. Listening to the pod, Dip, I have given and received Canadian Destroyers. 
I trained and wrestled here in Rhode Island for a few years. I don't do it anymore, but I could definitely show you how to do the Canadian Destroyer. I might even be able to talk to my old teacher and see if we can use his old school and ring. So, Dip, it's up to you. If you want to come out to Rhode Island, I can teach you how to give the Canadian Destroyer. Taking it is another story. And if you want to bring some cameras, maybe we could put it on the newly improved Rosenberg Beats YouTube channel. It's actually Rosenberg Radio. <laughs> Love you guys. Stay mage. Enjoy yourself. And take it easy, man. Eric from Rhode Island. Listen, this guy is going to have to really be an amazing teacher. I can barely walk to the, my kitchen. That's how out of shape I am. <laughs> so it, to do that type of flip and do it safely. He can barely open up his box of taquitos. I ate pickles last night for dinner. I, <laughs> ate, I ate pickles. And not the whole pickle, like, the, like a regular pickle. I ate like a spear, even a spear. I didn't even eat a spear. I ate like the bread and butter chips. He <laughs> dip dip could barely he can barely open up his overpriced potato chips. I am paying full price for potato chips. I don't even look at the sale price. If I see the bar the kettle uh, backyard barbecue, I buy it. I don't even look at the price. Yeah, you know, I will tell you, dip is one of the great beer and chip apartments of all time. Or have <laughs> I believe that's it for. Uh, dip emails um you couldn't uh, believe this earthquake or I, I i believe me i saw it all over twitter it's only 4.5 relax <laughs> earthquake again yo uh, have you been in the earthquake though p no never never yeah, those numbers don't mean anything to me so like <laughs> i'm like i need to see like a nine before i'm like no oh, i know i know it was bad just because everyone i know in la on my timeline woke up and wrote earthquake so it obviously was legit Everyone. Did it wake you up? Oh, yeah. Instantan? Yeah, the whole house shook for like six seconds, six to eight seconds, I would say. Yeah. Did you pop? Did you at least least pop for it? I'm very scared of them. You're scared? You're scared? Scared confirmed? I'd be too. You're up on a hill. Your house could go sliding galore. No, it's, it's the safe. If you're in the hill, it's the safest place you can be because it's built on bedrock which is like uh, earthquake proof. Really? Huh. They say the hills is the safest place. Yes. Wow. Even if the house is on stilts, like, you know, a lot of the houses are on stilts, like they're all safe because they're built into the bedrock. I've, I've, I did I've, not know that. Flintstones, Flintstone <laughs> galore. Oh, yeah. Uh, by the SGG, Anthony writes us and says, male. First and foremost, uh, you read the title of the email. SGG said, Da family. Yeah. The subject of the family is Da family. LOL. <sighs> Second, the full weekly wrestling schedule on TV and online. Monday, Raw. Tuesday, AEW Dark um, and, and YouTube and Impact somewhere on TV. <laughs> Wednesday, AEW and NXT. Thursday, NXT UK on WWE Network. Mm. Friday, SmackDown and 205 Live. Stay mage. I forgot about NXT UK. By the way, I watched an episode recently. It's Mage. It is Mage. Yeah. And, that, and this schedule doesn't even take into account like the AAA and Lucha stuff on like the Spanish channels. SGG, what is that shirt you're wearing? It's it's very Mage. It's uh, was this off the rope? It's off the rope. It was the off the rope Brett shirt. Yeah, I love Brett it. Brett Hart, Cameron. Yeah, the I Brett like Hart. it a lot. It may yeah. have been his best shirt. It's I a, think beautiful, so. a beautiful. This, this logo, this Brett is beautiful. Is there a back? I forget. Nah, there's no back. It's it's a mage item. It's literally just this. 
It is mage. I like it a lot. Mail. I'm listening. Eric writes us. Slammiversary power rankings plus Kaz and DeFamily. Um, <laughs> bought Slammiversary song. You asked. I'm listening. First, can I just say, I feel really strongly about this. A live SGG and Rosenberg collab on Cheap Heat. New intro drops at minimum. What, what is he talking about? I don't know. Do you, I don't understand this email. Who is it, oh. Eric? Yeah, okay, one part that, he, that makes sense of this email. He says, the, the power ranking quotes. Oh, here goes Bear. Oh, Bear. Bear pops for the phone in this house every time. <laughs> the house phone? Yes, I'm at my parents' house. And <laughs> Who's calling the house phone? My parents have a house phone. They get calls galore. They do? Who's calling house phones? Most of them telemarketers. They probably had this house lot, that land lot for how long? Though, it's right? like, my whole life. Yeah. Hey, Bear. Bear. So he. So every time the, the, the house phone rings, he thinks it's the same as the house phone in New York. So he runs to the door to see who's coming. Oh, so he's up now. He's upstairs, walking around the door, angry. It's that it's never mind. <laughs> Poor bear. Yeah. I can't explain to him that no one's coming. Bear, no one's there, bud. No one's coming. Come back downstairs. <laughs> the delay response of the sedge. <laughs> All right, sorry, but here he gave us his t- his fa- his favorite quotes from our slammiversary conversation. Dip, can somebody wake me up? Rosenberg, it's work adjacent vacation plus. <laughs> SGG, Kaz and the family. Um, and then he gives us a lifetime achievement award for all of us never ordering an impact pay per view. <laughs> I mean, I gotta say, I don't think I will. Something really mage has to happen, yeah, like. Bed, bath, and beyond mage. He also says his grandmother has a burlap sack that doesn't have thumbtacks. It has candles in it, which is mage. Can I, can I, can we, did you guys talk about already the fact that you you talked about, I'm sure the ratings and the bad, I don't know if you talked about the ratings and the bad press, but, but the, the, the new, the, the article, the last article I read last night on the dirt sheets was that they are planning a Stone Cold Steve Austin 25th anniversary celebration. Like these are the these are the, this is the reason this is what they think is going to pop a rating. Seeing somebody that we see on a twenty five times a year who has a special on the network, who all they do is talk about, who they reference, and and every episode of the show. Like, what do they think that we that he's they've never heard of him before? Like that's yeah. going to pop a rating. That Stone Cold Steve Austin is some some name that is going to going to. It's so. It, this is the mentality. That's not for nothing, though. Steve Austin is a name that will pop a rating. Yeah, I mean, it, it, Dip, I, I think that it, it could slightly pop a rating. It's just not, it, it doesn't solve a problem. It'll pop a rating if, if The Undertaker comes in and they set up a match at SummerSlam with The, with the Undertaker. That's no, what, I, that will pop a rating. Well, it depends what you mean by pop a rating. Them announcing it as a celebration of him, and they run commercials, and everyone sees him, and they it's show all the a temporary old... thing anyway. Right? It get, it'll get people for a week. It'll go from a one point yeah. eight to a two point one. It'll it'll do something. Right. But but if they want to make it, if you want to use Steve Austin to to pop a rating, I obviously he's not going to wrestle again. 
then you but you got to get him involved in a storyline. Exactly. He's intimately got, in a storyline. Exactly. No, if no, he's going to pop Austin the rating and, one time, but he's not going to. They're not going to maintain those ratings. That's, that's what I'm saying. If you want to make a real all impact, of a was in the show every week and was part of it and was part of a storyline. It would that would be make a difference for sure. And 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 he hits stunners on people here and there, and he's and he's involved with someone, whatever the, that thing is, managing someone against Randy Orton for the title. Yeah, I mean, they, there's a way, but like these celebrations, they just did the Triple H 25 year anniversary. When is right. that a thing? When was it's celebrating anniversaries of people existing a thing? It's it's crazy. But again, but it will work, huh? but it's not enough. Announcing announcing a, a celebration. Of, of someone that we see all the time and is not, you know, is obviously he's one of my favorites of all time. I love him, but like, is like is like putting a bandaid on. Like they exactly they need to make it part of a storyline. If it's not, it's useless. What? Are th- all right, here we go. We have an we have an email here from Nathan. Mail. Pete, I heard your negative comments on Impact Wrestling on the pod mm-hmm. last week. I heard you say that no one cares about Impact. I heard you call working for Impact Vacation Plus. <laughs> Everything you said was completely disrespectful, and I just have one thing to say to you in response. You were 100% right. <laughs> Impact seems like a nice, easy way for wrestlers to get a paycheck and nothing more. I've never met anyone in real life who actively cares about Impact outside of waiting for people they like who work there to eventually wrestle elsewhere. It seems like they are willing to take anyone and everyone who hasn't been who has been released from a bigger company. And I'm always a little let down when I hear someone I enjoy uh, signs a long-term contract there. It's basically like a wrestling work release program. Take it easy, man, Nathan. Hmm. I mean, Nathan's right. Um, uh, Jaden writes us and says, Dear Your Majesty and SWG, Jaden here. I used to watch Impact and fizzled out just before the broken ha- Matt Hardy storyline. I dropped the $40 for Slammiversary on the intrigue of an ex-WWE talent, um, most of whom who were, were wasted in Vince Land. And I have to say that pay-per-view got me back into Impact. They have a plethora of interesting characters and stories. They also filled a wrestling void in my life with a show to watch on Tuesday nights. Stay safe and stay mage. So there you go. A little bit of defense. It's not, not the most forceful defense. We but... can't even comment on <clears throat> Dip, we might have to have a conversation. You of all people, you don't like to be critical. You're, you're, you've been very pro AEW. You have to admit, we, we may need Jericho to wear a shirt while working. Yeah. Something. What are your thoughts, Dip? You know that I'm not a. I'm not really. A, I, I, I'm. I'm going to contradict myself right now because I just powers about about the powers of pain looking great. But like I, I love Jericho and I don't care. I don't. I'm not really like a body guy. Like you're a liar. <laughs> yeah, you're, I'm you're not a liar. liar. You're a liar. How am I a liar? You're a, you're a body guy. Confirmed. You're a liar. No body guy. You don't first, know you? first favorite wrestler, Ultimate Warrior. Yep. Yeah. Body guy. Powers yeah. of pain. Body guy, even Biggie just now, cover him up. You got it because because he, he doesn't have the abs and all that. It's body guy. No, you don't need to cover up. I love Biggie. I would never say anything <laughs> wrong about bad about Biggie. I, I, I hope he wins the title. Jericho, but, you, but you're but you are a body terrible. guy. You're a, you are a body Jericho guy. looks he, terrible. I know he does look terrible. He does, but he's he's uh, he's. No, he's it doesn't great. mean he's not mage. I just said put a shirt on him. He should wrestle in a shirt. He should he should wrestle Here's like he's thing, in though. the brood. It, 
if take for someone who has never here's 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 my take on this. Even if his body looks terrible, if someone has never historically worn a, a shirt to cover themselves up, and then they do, it takes me out of it a little bit with them, no matter how bad they look. Like I it's it's hard and and I feel the same way about jeans. If a wrestler has never worn street clothes and then all of a sudden switches to street clothes, like Shawn Michaels did at the end, it like totally lost me with Shawn Michaels. I was like, oh, he's not Shawn Michaels anymore. He's not even wearing gear. If you're if you're in the ring and, and are not wearing proper gear, in my opinion, it, it take it totally takes. I, me I, I actually it's like a whole different thing. I actually hear that, but at the same time, I think the only thing Jericho could do is put on a button-down shirt and become Gangrella Jays. Yeah, and yeah, he. And- did, he he could become Gangrella Jays. That and would honestly, be the only too, option. I, I, yeah, I, I mean, understand what you're saying, but at the same time, this is Chris Jericho, the guy who, like, everybody heaps praise on him for his ability to not just stick around, but reinvent himself. He started out with the long hair and the tights. Then he went to the, the, the briefs. Then right. he rocked the suit. Now he's doing, like, a rocker outfit with long tights again. And long hair again, and tattoos. He could put on a shirt, and nobody would bat an eye. I think he. Could, I think. I think there was a period. I don't know if he ever wrestled in the tank top, but he used to always come to the ring in a tank top. Yeah, yeah. he can. He can get away with like making a shirt or some but type his, of his top. His chest is gargantuan, and not I know. Like by the way, way, it's so crazy because I've been watching a lot of um, late '90s WCW recently, and he. It's it's so crazy how good he used to look too. Like he used to look like a like the man, dude. Like well, and by the way, and do you want the, you want the hottest take of it all? Jericho yeah. could st- he couldn't still look like that, of course, but if he put down the 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 uh, the bubbly for a week and yeah. maybe put down a sandwich every once in a while, he would be fine. He looks bloated. It's not yeah. like he's he's not he hasn't yeah. completely lost it. He looks he's bloated. like embraced. Agreed. He's like embraced the heaviness yes. now, and he's just like in it, in it. Well, now. I think also this is a guy who's been on the road drinking and partying for thirty years. You yeah. know. By the way, we should have a Chris Jericho thirtieth anniversary show. It'd be a mage. Um, but I think if he just chilled out and and got on a better diet, he'd be fine. But at the same time, he's so good right now as a character that he doesn't give up. But yeah. I mean, he probably should tweak, make some tweaks too, because even like that Judas effect elbow. Well, the Judas effect is It's it, it, like Andrade does that feel. same SGG. move so well, much SGG, the contortionist, you you turn this in, you turn the Judas effect into a reason to just not watch AEW. I mean, it, it's enough yeah, to not I watch mean, the whole show. By, by, by the way, I love it. You love the Judas effect. Yeah, you can't be serious. I love the back elbow. I love it. Happens. It's, it's not even fair to call it a back elbow. It's like I a love it in MMA motion. too. I love that move. I think it's a mage move. It is a mage move. Ninety-nine percent of the time. Jericho's Judas effect is the one percent where that move just looks absolutely trash. I I cannot SGG your level. Uh, the amazing the thing Judas is, effect is garbage. They're not going to sit here. And argue there are this. two people here. There are three people on this show. One makes a salary from WWE. The other is SGG. It's incredible. I mean, <laughs> your ability to bury everything else is it, it's unbelievable. I bury WWE sometimes too. Oh, I, WWE is not always. I, listen, on. I'm not asking you to bury WWE. Believe me, don't bury. I don't. I don't want to bury WWE at all. And I won't. Yeah. I, won't I won't even stand for it. However, I like, listen. I like what I like. However, the contortion you do to destroy AEW—it's really—it's no something else. Hold it's on, something else. How, something how is going me? On. 
how is me staying stating facts about Jericho? Like, yeah, but because Jericho is because facts. say what you will, but Jericho is doing some of the great work of his career, and you just managed to spend three minutes making him sound like he's pure. All I said was put a shirt on. You turned it into he does his, need to put a shirt on. Mo- his shirt, he looks bad. His moves are bad. Moves he's terrible. Are bad. Yep, he moves slow. He needs to. He needs to either put a shirt on and continue to work this schedule, drop the Judas effect, or stay how he is. Not even stay how he is. Work less, take time off, get on like a lighter, maybe Brock Lesnar type of schedule no, and come back just, where he can look he just to put a shirt work. on. How, how could you criticize Chris Jericho right now? He is so good. He's amazing. For, his wrestling is whatever, but he's so yeah, good. Yeah, no, that's he, exactly it. He, that's feels exactly like, it. he feels like the supervillain in a video game. He's like the, he feels he like feel, the last villain. Yes. He does. He feels like the the boss. He's amazing. He he feels like the supervillain in a video game, but then you don't believe it because he moves like a corpse and he looks like a slob. Well, SGG just got a new t-shirt. SGG just created a new t-shirt. He moves like a corpse and looks like a slob is major. Sorry. SGG, you do your best when you're contorting to hate AEW. If listen, if he bought it all together, if he bought his look and his moves up to the level of what he feels like, we could be talking one of the greats. But if I mean, WWE it's just not had Chris Jericho right now, it'd be a better product. He, if WWE had Chris Jericho right now, he wouldn't look like that. And yeah, but guess, but guess what? Right but guess it would what? Be major if he did. But guess what? Absolutely if, not. If he was in WWE right now, his character wouldn't be what it is right now. hundred uh, percent. That's what I'm saying. If if he was allowed to be who he is. That's what isn't that one of the reasons he left? He was like really frustrated that he wasn't able to, to do what he wanted to do. Now well, I, I mean, get it; he's a pain in the ass, I'm sure. And listen, they've given they've given Chris Jericho an obscene amount of money and opportunity. He he did a hell of a run. He was not done wrong. He's not and, one of those guys who can be like they, no. They, and he'll no. end up in the Hall of Fame, and it'll be a huge deal. Blah 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 blah. No problem. However, he yeah he wouldn't be able to do that. But SGG, I, I I'm here for your physical criticism of him is fine. However. Let's suppose mm-hmm. my dear friend, MVP, l- looked worse than he looks right now. And MVP will be the first to tell you he is not in the wrestling condition he was in eight years ago. He, he, know- right. he has actively talked about that wrestling isn't what he wants to do. He wants to do other things. That being said, you if he looked the same as Jericho, you would never put the same criticism on MVP. You would point to his mic work as you should, because it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. But you don't give Jericho the same benefit of the doubt. You own, you crush him instead of pointing. Well, here's out the thing: his mic work is brilliant. Because you, you set up a hypothetical, but unfortunately for everyone, I'm dealing with the realities of the situation. Right? Jericho does look the way he does. He's out there every week. He does. He's Fifty move years the way old. He does. So then switch up his style. Even MVP, right? He doesn't look the same way he did years ago. He can't do certain things that he he's did. He's in the same outfit ago. he was. He has, this, he has the same outfit. But it's a great outfit. And by the way, he's a great guy. He is. Yeah. He is a great guy. But also, like, he's working with those limitations, right? He's, his style switched up. Even, like, when Stone Cold, right? You know, he couldn't do certain things after his neck was broken. He switched his style up. Ster- Jericho still wants to do this, Stone like, Cole, explosive. Did his style up? He did. did he he ever wear anything but black tights. No, I'm saying he went from being like a wrestler, like a pro wrestler, fast-paced matches to like a more methodical brawling style. A look is not a method. What are you talking about? No, but I'm talking about Jericho, who 
looks worse. Jericho's not jumping off the top rope. He's doing he's slower, but he's, he's slower, but he still wants to move like he's uh, this explosive, fast-paced style who that he cares? just can't work he's anymore. He's great. He's entertaining to watch. Entertainment. Is, That's what this is. Entertaining to watch until he steps in the ring and tries to hit a back elbow that he makes look like SUG. You got oh, it. God, SUG. You see the world through 1989 sold in the WWE catalog silver heart glasses. You're, you're telling looking me that through that the glasses with the rubber band around them on the back. Who cares about the elbow? He's great to watch. He's on television. I'm like, yes, I can't wait to see Jericho. When, Until you uh, actually see Jericho, and then he when works. Bailey comes on, I'm like, oh, okay. What what stupid things is she going to say now? When Jericho comes on, I'm like, I can't wait to hear what comes out of his mouth. It's it's hilarious. No. It's great. No, true, true. But that, but then when he starts moving around the ring, no. When he moves around the ring, SUG, it's enough to go. You know what? He doesn't look great. He should put a shirt on. Bear, stay. Bear and drop that elbow. But like, but at the at, but but at the same time, SUG, your inability to enjoy the good stuff is all I'm pointing out. I'm not saying you don't have the right to say the bad stuff is bad, but I think you're missing out if you're not enjoying the good stuff. No, no, no. You guys want me to heap all this praise. I'm the guy who came on this podcast, right? And what did I say about the the Pac Orange Cassidy match? Five stars, potential match of the year. It's not what it's not the sexy match that people typically like throw into that category, but I come in, I give AEW their props when I watch and I see something I like, but with what's happening with Chris Jericho, I watched it. I see it. Your pop, your like pop orange Cassidy take is the, I have black friends of wrestling takes. Okay. <laughs> <You're> like, <laughs> you, that is your one <laughs> match that you loved. And, and by it's the way, the, I agreed with your take on it. I do think it was the, an awesome match. It's but, the, I voted for Obama of wrestling. Takes. Right. No, yeah, exactly. No, I voted for Obama. <laughs> but anyways, this has been fun. I could listen to you guys fight every week, and some suggest we do. Um, Rosenbergbeats at gmail.com if you want to email the program, at StackGuyGreg, at Rosenberg Radio, at the Dipperstein. But, of course, on Instagram, Dipperstein is private, so he has to accept your request. Is that right, Dip? Correct. <laughs> <laughs> Which is major. Sometimes I think about going private now. Who cares? No, no, make it hard. You can't, though, they, isn't it? Like, it's, you have hundreds of thousands of followers. Now. It doesn't matter. Well, the people who follow me would be fine, but the new people, I think, would have to ask. You're not doing that, okay? All right. Well, <laughs> your agent has spoken. Yeah, the, the agent has spoken. Um, listen, guys, I'd like everyone. By the way, Dip, I got to ask you one thing. I've taken mm-hmm. a lot of, I, I've been getting a lot of uh, heat on Twitter because I said that I don't think. Joe Rogan is that smart? Have you had any arguments with people about? Have you ever argued with a Joe Rogan person before? Joe Rogan is an idiot. He's not that smart. I got to tell you, and I, I'm to be honest, I, I, I would, I'm not going to make up a take on this. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. He, my, here's my problem with Joe Rogan. Dip so everyone, everyone's coming at me and saying like he's a great interviewer and his pot, he's he's made so much money. I have no no knocks for his, his career path is major. He does exactly what he loves. He's the voice of UFC and has the biggest podcast in the world. I have no knock for his hustle. I, I enjoy him on UFC quite a bit, though he yells, oh, entirely too much. By the way, Dip, have you heard my bit on the screaming oh? Yeah, of course. We talked I, about it. Yeah, all, I created the bit of Jays. Yeah, it's <laughs> oh. I, and it, and now, I, after I told my friend Ballard about it, he now can't watch UFC without just noticing that all the people do is yell oh. It's the only sport. If, and I love UFC. 
If MMA wants to cross over to full mainstream sports, your commentators cannot scream, oh, like they're drunk in a basement. You cannot do it. You have to call it like a professional sport. But anyways, Rogan's great on UFC. The podcast is great. His business model's great. His takes to me, whenever I tune in for a second, SGG, and hear a take, it is college dorm room philosophy. It is not yep. smart. And people think it's brilliant. And by the way, is there an my- example? It's his it's, COVID stuff, the, the not, not wearing the, the spot, mask. But not to put you on the spot, but his, there's his, example, his mask, sure. his mask COVID stuff has been repug. Uh, he's no, he's yeah. he literally he literally talks about aliens and spaceships galore. Right. And I'm not I think t- people are just entertained by it. I don't think they think he's oh no 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 people think no, people brilliant. people think he's like the the latest great like you said, the great thinker of our time. That's and, that's my issue is just the thinking. And it's like the, this isn't great thinking, guys. He's entertaining, no. and I have no problem with being entertaining, but we live in a world where people who are entertaining actually go on to become president of the United States. So yeah. I'm not able to be entertained by it because I'm like, these opinions. I tuned into his inter- an interview of his this week for 30 seconds, and he was giving a take about uh, they're arresting people for keeping gyms open in L.A., but these same people aren't arresting looters. Idiot. I was like, I will need to see some factual evidence to what you just said, <laughs> because crazy. this is not a good take at all. And people think, and I didn't even tune, that wasn't even the point of the clip. The point of the clip was Post Malone talks about masks. No one even mentioned that what Rogan said was moronic because it's built into what he does. So, and then when you, and when you bring it up, people are screaming at me. They are angry galore. And here's the take I'm going to give you guys in the podcasting world. How about this? Smarter podcaster? Joe Budden greater than Joe Rogan. Mm. How do you like them apples? When I'm talking about sheer intelligence, just a smart, a a naturally smart guy who thinks of things in a way that I go, wow, that's actually a really interesting thought. Joe Budden. Joe Rogan? eh. Entertaining, though. And rich galore. By the way, people have the nerve to accuse me of being jealous. Of course I'm jealous. Look at him. I mean, the, <laughs> his life's incredible. Who wouldn't? The man's making hundreds of millions of dollars to talk. Talk here's nonsense at that. Here's what I'll say in summation about this, okay? The barbarian and the warlord looked great in the ring. End of story. I love their <laughs> promos. I love the ah and the Ugh. They had great <laughs> promos. I love them. They're one of the greatest tag teams of all time. But the, uh, an insane statement to end the show. And by the yeah, way, Dip, that's should, quite the exclamation point. I'm not going to try to top it. And Dip, you should listen to Rogan too, because guess what? Great body guy. Confirm. <laughs> <laughs> he's in great. He's in great shape. Yeah, he, uh, Rogan's in great shape. Oh yeah, he's in great shape. He looks uh, great. But he's not a great guy. I don't know. I no. can't speak to whether or not he's a great guy. I don't think he's a either. His opinions to me aren't great. Um, I love you both. Have a wonderful weekend. Stay mage and enjoy yourself. Pete Dip, stay mage. Take it easy. Oh, yeah. It's professional wrestling. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. At this time, I would like to introduce in the corner to my left. The majesty. Sweet, sweet Peter Rosenberg. To make up and like stand in front of the mirror a little bit and got myself together. Also, ladies and gentlemen, 
At this time, I would like to introduce... Shout out to that guy, Greg. Bret Hart is the greatest professional wrestler in the history of the art form. M-m-m-m-midge.